Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. And now, with Patricia Raskin Positive Living, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, right here on Voice America, America's Voice. And today we're talking about a very interesting subject. We're talking about women who bypass parenthood. And my guest on the phone is a contributing writer to this book, No Kidding, Women Writers on Bypassing Parenthood, by writer and editor Harriet Mantel. And let me tell you a little bit about the book. This woman, Harriet Mantel, tackles the the divisive topic of remaining child-free by giving a voice to rapidly increasing but underrepresented group of women and this is a collection of a lot of accomplished writers, including Lori Graff, writing about why they opted out of motherhood, whether reasons have to do with courage or apathy or monetary considerations or health issues. The essays on the pages of this book, no kidding, honestly and humorously delve into the minds of women who've chosen not to have children. My guest today is Lori Graff, and Lori is an author, best-selling author. She's an actress. And we want to welcome Lori. Lori, welcome. How are you? Hi. All right. I want to hear more about you. I know you contributed to this book, but I want you to tell us all about you. I know you've been an actress. You've been a best-selling author. You also do media relations for folks. So tell us about Lori. <laughs> about me. Um, you know, it was a passion for me to be an actress, and I grew up, and I became a professional actress, and uh, my first role uh, my big role and was Frenchie. I played Frenchie um, on Greece on Broadway and the national tour, you know, and it was it was really it was really thrilling and I did other national tours and um, you know and, and shows and tons of commercials. You name the fast food, I did it. And it was really exciting and I worked for about twenty years you know, 20, 25 years, and during that time, I started to write. And when I was doing Neil Simon's Laughter on the 23rd Floor on national tour, I started writing um, a book, you know, about uh, about an actress who didn't become a star based on my own, you know, my own uh, life. And at a certain point, you know, over 40, 
uh, which ties in with the baby thing, and no kidding, it got harder to get work. And someone had, had told that a friend of mine from my theater workshop said that I would be great doing PR. And so I became self-taught in PR, picking up jobs and doing very well with it. And that's how Patricia knows me because we work together um, as a, you know, a producer and a publicist. Mm. I, but then I also at the same time started to send my writing out and I got a two book deal by, from Red Dress Inc., a division of Harlequin when Chicklet was big. And my mm-hmm. first book, which was some of those stories from the book I was writing on the road and all my quirky dating stories became You Have to Kiss a Lot of Frogs and it was a bestseller. Then I wrote Looking for Mr. Good Frog. Then I got a deal with Random House for the Shiksa Syndrome. And oh, I started contributing something. to a lot of things, um, New York Times, other you know, uh, anthologies, uh, prefaces I've written. And uh, so I stay in my theater workshop now. I act a little bit. I do some PR. I'm working on a new novel. And I have this anthology, no kidding, about women who didn't have kids because that's what I was doing instead of having a family. <laughs> mm. How is your essay different from some of the other women's essay in the book about not having children? It's interesting because I'm reading the book now and I do feel mine is different. And I feel like mine is romantic. I feel like mine mm. is romantic. People mm. talk about the the work of children, and that was too much of them. Or they talk about wanting their careers, or they talk about uh, drama from home when they were younger. And mine is really about, I would say it's romantic in terms of, uh, it's called First Comes Love, and it's really about wanting that romantic love in place, and from there building a family. And if that doesn't work, then the rest of it to me is not worth it number one. And the other part is that I think there is that sense in my life about continuing to be that girl. I have a story, and you have to kiss a lot of frogs, called This Girl, where I wanted to be that girl, you know, the Marlo Thomas show. Remember that show? Yes. And I wanted to be that girl, but I grew up to be this girl. And I think that there's that thing in my essay where I still, or not still I want to be, where I'm this girl. (laughs) And I keep a certain, you know, romance to my life. Yeah, so it, it's interesting because you see in a lot of people who have children, I've seen this a lot, and I'm talking about long-term marriages, 30 years, 40 years, where the life is no longer about them at all. It's all about the grandchildren. And, and sometimes it's all about the children. And then after it's all about the children, it's all about the grandchildren. Right, right. I, I don't know, you know, I just... It's such a funny thing. My mother was saying something to me yesterday, and she asked me, and she saw something on Brothers and Sisters, that TV show, and she said, you know, that they could read the sonogram. She says, when you see a picture of a sonogram, can you really make out the body parts? I said, I don't know. I never think about it. I never think about it. It's really weird. I don't think that, I don't think there's something wrong with me. I'm who I am, but I find it odd. I used to fantasize like crazy about having a little white Maltese dog and being an actress in the city. And I had this amazing dog, Charlie. And um, I thought I was going to wind up writing all about Charlie when I wrote about not having a kid, how I had Charlie for 12 and a half years. But Charlie wasn't my kid. He was my dog. And he wasn't a substitute mm. kid. He was my dog. So I scratched that idea. But I never, if we are what we fantasize about, I never walked around and saw the girls pushing the strollers on the Upper West Side and kind of go, 
oh, not why me? But I will see a picture of a couple out in the Hamptons or something, you know, making love and go, oh, why not me, you know? Mm. I, I, my head was not there. And women who, that's where their head is, and it's about the children and the grandchildren. That's, I guess that's where their soul lies, or their soul does not lie elsewhere. I mean, I guess it can lie in several places. Well, and I, I think one of the things I was alluding to when I asked you that question, I didn't, ex- I, and I'd like to clarify, is that when you talked about the romance and the relationship, sometimes what happens in marriage is that because there isn't enough of that love comes first that you describe in your essay, then it does become all about the children and grandchildren because there's not enough glue between the two people. That's mm-hmm. what I was saying. I see. Uh, well, I don't, I don't think, you know, I don't think most people get married, get married because they're really madly in love. They get married because, you know, they, that's what you do. You grow up and you make your own family and they find someone that they can do that with, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a great fit. I'm not mm-hmm. saying all people married are unhappy, but I don't think that many people married are all that happy, actually, either, yeah. you know. I mean, it's hard for me to say these things because there's pieces of me that want that, but not pieces of me that want it badly enough to make certain choices that I would have made. And saying what you're, what I'm hearing you say, um, for whatever reason that you didn't have children, that the love part between you and your husband is is the most important part. That's what. That's the most important thing for me. Yeah, I want a romantic love. Right. I really want a romantic love. And, and you got and, that. Yeah, period. Period. You know, they want oh. that more than the kids. One girl wrote an essay about feeling that she might have been jealous that her husband would spend, uh, give more attention to the child than to her. And that, that really, that really affected me because I kind of went, whoa, you know, I imagine whoever she was, hmm. is in her life now or not in her life now, I, I could, I, I could see where, I, I understood that. I understood so let me, that. So let me and, ask you, Lori, what is it that you think the author of this book or the editor of this book, who is Henrietta, um, Henriette, Henrietta Mantel, yeah. Henriette Mantel, yeah. what do you think is her goal? I mean, I, I, you wrote your story. What do you think her goal is for women think, in putting Henry, this together? I think Henriette felt this, you know, this, this step out, you know, like because the way you say, like, it becomes a children, becomes a grandchildren. Over a certain age, you know, women who are not married with kids, you know, if they're not identified, you know, in society as, you know, your husband, who are your kids, who are your grandkids, I think there's this thing that, like, well, what are you? You're not anything. You don't count. And I think she wanted to show how much, you know, how there's a big part of population that does not have that and counts. Mm. Yes, yes. And so what you're saying is the stories are all quite different. Excuse me? The stories are all quite different. Yeah, they're different. There's obviously, you know, similar themes because there is that similar theme. And then, you know, some women are married who could not have children. Some are single. Uh, Some are gay. Uh, I actually can't think if I've actually read about anyone yet who has been divorced. But it's, it's, it's from all different points. But most of the women, um, a common theme at a young age, did not fantasize about having children. Mm. And I feel we are so much what we daydream about. Mm-hmm. And I can tell so, you I never, I fantasized 
there was one boy in junior high that I used to picture for a short while being married to. And I used to picture like it was a Saturday morning and the kid was having a birthday party and he had to go drive around and pick all the other kids up. And I think I fantasized that because I thought that that's what that boy would want. (laughs) That boy approached me at 30 years old, dying to go out with me and give me that life. And I did not want that life and I did not want that boy. It was funny how it came to me on my 30th birthday. I was doing a show off Broadway and he came to see it. And then took me out for my birthday, which is this Saturday. So it was exactly this time, X amount of years ago. And it was such a clear rejection for me. I did not want it. So you knew. I mean, you were pretty clear. There was a guy, I will tell you. I was pretty clear. But there was like a guy. He he sadly died of brain cancer like um, 11 years ago. But he lived in Manhattan. And I was really crazy about him. And if I could have gotten it to work with him, I did picture this life with him, which I say in my essay that you could have this career and this co-op and this husband and this one kid in the city if you met the right guy, but I didn't. And I thought that he could have been, but it turned out he was not, obviously. Mm. Well, you know, what's interesting here, if you look at the statistics, the, the book lands at a time, and the book is no kidding, Women Writers passing, Bypassing Parenthood. I mean, the book com- comes at a time when an increasing number of women don't have kids by their mid-40s. Nearly 20% in 2010, up from 10% in the 1970s, according to the Pew Research Center. Child-free singles and couples around the country are seeking each other out on the Internet or meetups where they don't have to talk about offspring. Interesting statistics, Lori. Oh, it is. You know, it is. And I, I, I think, Patricia, because I live in Manhattan, I do think that I have a skewed ver- you know, view of, like, the country at large, because I think Manhattan is its own, is its own thing. Um, but, but more and more, you know, people come here to, to work, to have careers, and to have this kind of glamour-slash-freedom you know, as, as a young adult. And sometimes that just keeps going. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's okay. I, I mean, I, I say at the end of my essay that I, when I look at everybody's pictures on Facebook of their picture-perfect families, I don't feel the pang that I don't have that, but I do feel a pang that I'm, that I'm out of step with my peers. And I feel very out of step with my peers. Um, mm-hmm. But I realized I did even as a teen and in my 20s when I was right in line. I didn't even graduate with my class. I wound up graduating a year early, and then I wouldn't wear a cap and gown because it didn't mean anything to me because I wasn't with my peer group. that I I mean, with my class I started with, but I got out early because I wanted to be an actress. I've never really been quite in step, and yet I'm a very traditional person. So that's my conundrum. And I keep thinking one day I will meet a man that's going to fit with that, you know, because that's the kind of romantic life I still want to make. Yeah. Well, let me, let me reiterate for, for our audience that my guest is Lori Graff, and she is the author of the best-selling Chick Lit Hit, You Have to Kiss a Lot of Frogs. She's an actress and a media consultant. Lori's the contributing writer to the new book we're talking about today by Henriette Mantel called No Kidding, Women Writers on Bypassing Parenthood. 
Lori Graff, and 35 other female writer contributors tell their stories, no kidding, which they hope will spark conversation and consideration of a new holiday tradition, Non-Moms Day. It's a funny, candid collection of perspectives, ranging from women who never had the urge to be parents, ambivalent, or who just are relieved by infertility. So very, very interesting, Lori. So, what do so, you think um, of it, Patricia? What do you think uh, of it? What do you think of it? Because you're a mom, right? I am. I have one child. Yeah. So what do you think? No, of I all think of that it? it's. I think that it's very, as you said, very individual. There are women that come here that know from the very beginning, uh, you know, that this is what they're going to do. Um, I am. I come from a very. Um, uh, from a family where one of my siblings became extremely religious, so there were many children, and which you know, what, what religion? Wife, Jewish. Yeah, yeah. And Jewish. his wife. I mean, Orthodox, that was the role right. from the very, very beginning was to have many children, and they do, and they're very happy. And many people who are religious Jews have many children, and let me tell you, they are really happy. It's I not know. something that I would. It's not. It. it I wasn't made that way. Um, I, I think it's a wonderful thing to be a parent, but I also think that you have to have the preparation. And if you have not had the role model, if you have not had a maternal role model, I think it's harder. Mm-hmm. I think it can be done. And I think it's wonderful to be a parent. But I think it's a very individual, as you said. Very yeah, individual. It's very, I mean, I'm very close with my mom. My mom is 91. Uh, my mom and I are very close. I feel like my mom's life was you know, having her kids. She is divorced and she worked and she raised my brother and myself. And to me, her life was, it was us. And to me, like, the world stops for her for me. And I guess I don't want my life to stop for somebody else, you know? Yeah. I don't feel, um, I feel slightly, but only slightly sheepish you know, saying this out loud, the truth is I feel really grateful that I'm not sitting here sad that I didn't have children, you know? Mm-hmm. I think. And now, do, now, do you, ha- you have a partner? No, I don't. I'm single. And, but your story about love comes first is still that yearning for the partner. Yes, yes. Well, I think it's a very interesting commentary. I wanted to interview you about this book, No Kidding. And um, let me just ask you quickly, we're going to close soon. Let me ask you about your other books and some of the other ways people can find you. Because not only do you have a best-selling book and you're an actress, but you also help other authors get their word out through radio and through the media. Yes, yes. You, um, people can go to my website, www.lauriegraff.com, L-A-U-R-I-E, George Robert Apple Frank Frank. Think Steffi, Graff 2 S. Um, I have all my books and I have, you know, my, my theater work, but I will also work, um, you know, as a media consultant and I do a lot of author-to-author books, you know, book publicity. And um, I've had some of my authors on Patricia's wonderful shows, and you know, and and many other places. So I do I do work that way, and um, I, I freelance with people on short term contracts, so I can yeah, I'm available and I have that way. Some of right, and I have um, you know I've worked with some of your authors, Lori, as you said, and I think it's it's a wonderful service. So why did you decide to contribute to this book? No kidding by Henriette Mantel. Oh, 
Just because I was asked. I'm a girl who says yes. I mean, it was a great topic for me, but, you know, uh, you know, I just was like, sure, that's great. But, I, I mean, I, 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 think it's, I think it's important, you know, to be a part and out there and have your work read by as many people as possible. I have a short play getting published this uh, spring in Smith & Krauss' collection. You know, Frogs had a reissue. I'm working on a new novel. I mean, I'm a say-yes girl, and I was felt fortunate, you know, to be approached to contribute to a book like this with all of these great people yeah, on a topic that made me excited. That's great. All right. So give us your closing thoughts. What's your message for our listeners today about No Kidding, um, which is really a great book? And so, again, No Kidding, Women Writers on Bypassing Parenthood. Um, well, anyone in the New York area, or if you know anyone in the New York area, we're doing a book signing this Thursday, May 23rd, 7 p.m. sharp at the Strand Bookstore on 12th and Broadway. Um, would love you to come, and 14 of us will be there reading short excerpts from our books. And the other thing I would say is to sit in solitude, know thyself to thine own self, be true, and uh, see your star and reach for it. Really appreciate you coming on the program. How can people find you again on your website? LoriGraff.com or Facebook. If you look at LoriGraff, I have a fan page, and it'd be great if you would like it. You could write to me. Um, you could write to me through Facebook. You could contact me through Lori at LoriGraff.com, and. Um, I would love to hear people's thoughts. I think this is a whole, a whole movement. You know, we have we. It's a, it's a strong movement. Jen Kirkman just had a book about this. There's a lot of women starting to step up and say, you know, I didn't do that, and it's okay. But I never felt bad about not doing it. That's all I can say. I never felt bad. I never felt like I missed out. Right. So, folks, if you're, if you're thinking as a woman that you may want to bypass parenthood, take a look at this book. It will give you some great perspectives. No kidding. Women Writers on Bypassing Parenthood. The editor and the comedy writer is Harriet Mantel. And my guest today is Lori Graff, who's a contributor to this book, as well as having her own uh, media relations firm, her own books, and being an actress. And you can go to LoriGraff.com. Correct, Lori? That's all great. You're you're wonderful to talk with Patricia. Thank you so very very much for having me on. You're welcome. All right, stay on the line for a minute, Lori. All right, okay. folks. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next week, I'm Patricia Raskin for Patricia Raskin Positive Living, right here on Voice America, America's Voice. Bye for now. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.